going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rail, back with another review, man. Yo, this is Yellowstone Season 1, Episode 6. You know what I hate about Yellowstone? Do you know what I really hate about Yellowstone? I hate how fucking good it is. This shit is so... It's unnatural how good of a show this is. And it pisses me off because I'm just deciding to watch it now, like, it's been going on for years. Where the fuck have I been? Why has nobody... Just thank you to my Discord community, to my subscribers. Again, I just gotta thank y'all. Sometimes y'all just really nail it. Y'all just really hit it out the park. Other times, y'all watch some bullshit, you know. But, y'all good outweighs y'all bad. And I, let's just, let's let's get right to it. First off... This episode should have been called Hard Truths. Everybody was getting their shit off this episode. Like, there is some high-level scheming, manipulating, shit-talking. Uh, whoa. First off, we got Casey versus the bear. I said, boy, like father, like son. It's just his son, is, his son goes up against the rattlesnake, and now Casey is up against a goddamn grizzly bear. Now, let me tell you something about Casey. By the time he notices a grizzly bear there, it's a little too late. Now, I'm not uh, uh, one of those, what's that? I'm not an animal professional. What the fuck they call those? A zoologist or some shit. I don't know a lot about a lot. But what I did learn was, and when it comes to bears, you ain't gonna outrun them. They come with crazy speed. And they'll fuck you up. And it was it was teaming up to be a real revenant moment for Casey versus his bear. And Casey decided he knew he couldn't run. See, my biology teacher told me a long time ago. He said, do y'all know the only way to uh, survive a bear attack, like to escape from being a bear? And we was like, what? Like, what can you do? He was like, all you have to do is run faster than the other people that is with you because he's going to get somebody. The bear is going to catch somebody. So just run faster. Next motherfucker. I said, God damn. And I'm thinking that as I'm watching this episode, I was like, Casey got nowhere, nobody around. He can't outrun nobody. And he's screaming at the bear and the bear is not going, not phased. And I was curious, like, why is Casey out there with no gun? This is the wild wolves and shit. I didn't understand, but and the fact that when Casey looked and saw that that bear was not, like, going for none of his bullshit, this motherfucker said, sorry, son. Like, he just knew it was fucking over. I'm like, Casey is a psycho. I would at least tried. No, you can't outrun him. I would have tried. Maybe tried to hit a tree or some shit. I don't know. His fucking horse left him, so he was ass out on that again. The horse was like, bro, I'm gone. See that fucking bear? I'm out of here. And here comes Rip to the rescue, right? Shot the gun, bear's gone. But then, a very curious, what I didn't understand, I guess I've never seen a relationship between Rip and Casey. And this is their first time on screen, like, holding the conversation, I guess. And it just started off with, yeah, what the fuck you want? You want to do this? You looking? And I was like, wait, what's happening? I was so very confused. I'm like, didn't? Rip just saved his life? Like, why is Casey ready to throw hands? But him and Rip did just that. They threw hands, and 
Rip is a motherfucking force, but Casey wasn't going. And he wasn't, and look, I was surprised. I thought Casey would have caught that ass whooping, but I should have known better. I have it as a tie, but realistically, I think Rip won that. We got If we had to choose a winner, Rip won that, that fisticuffs. Got to give it to him. But what that showed me was the relationship of a Rip and Casey. They never fucked with each other. Rip was like, look, I'm sick of, like, covering up for you. You are a cancer to this family. It's so funny because everybody in the family, well, John wants Casey back home. And Rip wants nothing to do with Casey. He's like, you're a cancer. You're a problem. And I was like, damn. He's like, I'm sick of burying your shit. And he got the little, he left that little folder and shit where he uh, smoked his wife's brother. Like, that was the final evidence. And so they just never fucked with each other. I was like, wow, Cowboys get straight to it. When they have a disagreement, it's like, yeah, come on, set them up. So what I did, what I'm assuming is they've been fighting for years between each other. This is, has not been the first fight. They've done this a gajillion times, right? So I was like, okay. So that was a hard truth one. How about Jamie and Beth's uh, political meeting? How terrific was that? Like, he brought a, what, a, a aide in or a, a campaign manager, right? So the governor is like, here, Jamie is a campaign manager. She worked with Obama, and she would just be great. And Jamie is, like, falling in love immediately. He's like, damn, she bad. It's going to be my campaign manager? I can take that. I can roll with that. And immediately, Beth is looking, is like, what does my horror look like? Can he be a six foot four cowboy? I said, damn, Beth. That Beth is the greatest. And I I was when she was destroying the meeting, like every time she would say her slick shit, I was like, why is Beth on the offense like this? Is it a Jamie related issue? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is the governor that was smashing her father in in the bedroom. In his in her mother's bed. That's right. Yes, I got it. Because I just couldn't understand why Beth was going so hard. And the best part is when they send, like, when the governor's like, okay, Jamie, please give us a moment. I need to talk to Beth. And then she calls Beth on being childish. Like, my son, when he did drugs, he, when he, uh, when the, when the father died, he just stayed at the age. He never progressed. And it's the same with you. You ain't progressed. You're still a child. Boom, boom, boom. And it looked like she was stabbing Beth with these words. I was like, damn, is she actually getting one up on Beth? Is she actually cracking her? Because the governor was going in. Hitting her. Boom, you a child. Boom, trauma. You got real life issues. You should talk to somebody. Almost speaking her life to Beth. Like, just reading her like a book. And I was like, damn. And Beth's face was just like, I'm like, damn, is Beth hurt? I didn't know you could cut the devil. I said, damn, the governor might got some go. She ain't soft. And at the same time, why would I doubt Beth? Why would I doubt Beth? Well, for a second, would I think that she has a heart that you could fucking attack or feel like you could, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could, you could hurt. Beth soaked that up and was like, check this out. 
you don't know me, bitch. You fuck my father. If you do it, do it in a hotel room. You come back home. I I destroy people for a living. I enjoy it. I will destroy. I will take all my resources and come after you. I will bring it all down. Do you understand me? She was so dead ass. And she was so calm. And then when she's marching out, she says, and by the way, your son is a pussy. Just so you know that. All right? Your son's a pussy. And I'm out. And dipped. I said, oh my God. Beth is, oh. There's nobody. Like, I just don't know. Beth is next level evil. And that scene had, the, I damn near had goosebumps. I ain't gonna lie, the show gives me goosebumps at times. It's just masterful. Masterful acting. And just the the fact that she the fact that she allowed her face to look like the governor was hurting her. She manipulated that. She was just putting on the sad girl face like like she was preparing to cry when all the while she was mocking her, allowing her to think that she was getting her shit off when she was just here to tell you, I'll fucking end you. Professionally, of course. It's nothing to me. This is what I do. So please do your car facts. Find out who the fuck you talking to. Beth out, bitch. Deuces. And took off. Now here comes Jamie in for his conversation. Why is it now when she when Jamie comes in and they working over the numbers and everything? Jamie's like finding out the next steps because he's too excited. He's on cloud nine. He's finally getting to uh, run for office like he always wanted. He this is this is what he's been lining up for. His dreams are coming true to a small extent, but he'll take it. Jamie's fucking pumped, and she tells she breaks it down like you know, but a thirty six year old single man, you know. It's not looking good. We got to work on that. It looks like you hitting it off with the campaign man. And she, he's like, no, it's, uh, you know, she was like, but yes, that would be great if y'all did that. It seems like it's happening naturally. So why don't you just go ahead and fuck her, be with her. You know what I'm saying? And this will work out. And I, and I say, yo, politics is, that felt real. That conversation felt real. Like, and I, what I never understood is, why can't you be single and run for office? I would vote for that person. What was that movie when the president was uh, single as hell? He just had his daughter. I think that was, uh, damn, was that a movie with Michael? Uh, damn, what's his name? Really great actor. The dude that played in... Um, Shit. Wall Street. What was the actor in Wall Street? I could have sworn it was him or... I don't know. There's so many president movies. But one of the movies is there was a single president. Right? And they was like, look, you're not gonna win. You gotta get you a wife. You gotta do this. And he was just dating. I'm like, why do they have to be married? Why? I would vote for a single president. I would vote for a single governor. Motherfucker out here just getting it. You get my vote. I'm going to live vicariously through you. See the governor or the president going out on dates. Like, hey, what's going on? Who wouldn't want to see their president out on the town dating? 
But I guess there's that whole family values. You ain't going to give votes. You know, you're trying to appeal to families. And I don't know, being married is some type of, I don't know. But yeah, so she was like, look, Jamie, you need to go ahead and figure this out. Get with this, get with this chick. And then he, that's when he learns that his father had cancer. And he was like, wait, what? She was like, yeah, with your father's health and uh, him having that cancer. He was like, fuck this, I'm gone. And he jetted out of there. I said, damn, this bitch is spilling the beans. Like, he done kept this secret for so long. John Dutton been trying to wrap this up. It was so funny to see Beth and Jamie outside waiting on him to pull up. And when John pulls up and sees them too, he does he he let the window down. He was like, Yeah, uh, can I help y'all? And he's like, Yeah, get out the car, we need to talk to you. And he just rolls the window up and he's like, I can't deal with this. I don't want to. And he don't even know what it is. He knows his kids is about to harass him. He's already been having a rough day. John is me. That is my spirit animal. Sometimes when I pull up to a crib and I know them kids is in there waiting. I just be like, I just want to sit in here in this piece. Like, that's some real dad shit. It's like, I don't, these fucking two. And then the two that it is, when them two, he knew when a Jamie-Beth combo, these two who are like oil and water, when they both have found one thing that they could agree on, he knows he's in for it. He knows that it's about to be some bullshit. Oh, my God. Beth and Jamie together? Fuck me. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And he calls his boy up like, yeah, you free? I'm going to need some, uh, I'm going to need to kick it. I'm going to need to relax. So like, yeah, I got you. He's like, all right, okay. And he, like, works himself up to deal with these two. And then uh, <laughs> he's like, let's talk about, he's like, what you want to talk about? He's like, let's talk about cancer. He's like, yeah, what about cancer? And he just lets him know, like, hey, I had it. It's gone. I'm good. But then he immediately turns to Beth and was like, I need to fucking talk to you. And then she was like, that's the only person Beth fears on planet Earth. And that's her dad. Because she went from tough and screaming on him. How would how dare you not let us know about this? And then, and then when he's like, I need to fucking talk to you. Bring your ass in this house. I felt that. I was like, oh, shit, Beth, you in trouble. And she knew it, too. She was looking back at Jamie like, could you help? And Jamie's like, shit. Go ahead and had that. Goes in there and basically tells her, it don't matter who I'm fucking. All right, I expect. And then when he said, I'm going to tell you the truth because you're the only kid that can take it. Fucking nut up. You soft as hell. Get tougher. Cut the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And you lost your privilege to talk about your mama years ago. So I don't want to hear no more about your mama. You lost that. And I said, God damn. John, that shit hurt. That shit was tough. I ain't gonna lie. That was some rough words to tell a motherfucker in the kitchen, knowing what she go through. And John don't give a fuck. John could care less. But what he does have is his grandson there. You know what I'm saying? They got their donuts in the morning. And... We see that Casey's wife keeps pressing him about moving into this house. Like, I'm just saying. And then he keeps telling them, like, look, I think that our kid should be there. Like, 
why should we hold back all the possibilities, the good things for our son? Because, you know what I'm saying? We, you hate your father. She didn't understand where that hate came from, which was led to another terrific scene. When she's like, why does Casey hate you? And she just looks at John and was like, why does he hate you? And he's like, that's a story for another day. And she's like, no, let's have that shit right now. Like, we got time. Like, run it past me. When she looks at, when he looks at her and tells her he went and got some girl he barely knew pregnant, I told him, get that abortion. Kill that baby. All right? That baby got to go. And since then, he ran off and got married, and that was it. And obviously, she is that girl. So it's John. He will tell you the truth. John is the most honest motherfucker. And he loves his grandson. And when he was in that room with the donut, I know that, I don't know if it's old age, but it was getting to him where he was like, I was so wrong. Why? Like, I'm so glad that Casey had this little boy. So glad to have his grandson. And I really, I could have fucked this whole thing had he listened to me. And that was a moment, like, that was the only time of John where I felt his weakness was in that kitchen when he was ready to break down looking at his grandson. Because, you know, the older you get, you're going to lose a few steps. But John seems to be a man built on making the right decision. And if not, if he makes a wrong decision, fixing it and making it work. So either way, he's right. And what he says should be law. And things should be ran the John Dutton way. And when he has one rebellious son that challenges him on that, fucking leaves to have his son born, it's like it all hit him at once, how fucking wrong he was, how glad he is to have this grandson in his life. And now the mission of fixing this is going to be a rough one. But salute to salute to Casey's wife for being like not popping off, not taking it personally, and just was like, even though she wanted to cry, she was just like, "Thank you for your honesty, I appreciate that." And now I got a better understanding. And that, and she was asking about the branding, and he was like, "Yeah, nope, I branded him myself. That was me who did that." And all that conversation, she knew right then and there. Yep, this is why Casey hates him. But now she's got more ammo if she wants to look past it, if she wants to say, hey, your father was a piece of shit, but he loves his grandson, and we should provide our son with the best that we got. So that was a hard truth, John Dutton, the Casey's wife. And I was just like, every scene is just almost mind-blowing. How fucking good it is. And you don't know where it's going to turn. I didn't know that. I thought Casey just didn't like his father. Because his father's a dick. An asshole. Do it my way or no way. Or you got to go. Which it was kind of like that. But I didn't know to the severity. I didn't know it was. Had his son. This grandson he's so in love with. You just don't see. And it was just like wow. This show is so fucking good. Like it's. It's upsetting. I'm so mad. Um, and let's split for a moment.
to talk about John Dutton's enemies now. And it seems like the governor might not be 100% on board with John. Sure, she's fucking him, but she thinks that the cancer and him getting up there in age is having to make bad decisions. She doesn't like the Bethel decision. I don't know if that's not a personal thing because Beth does seem like a hothead. She does seem immature. Why am I saying seems? She is these things. But in a professional setting, she's very professional. And I think she can act as a a politician, no problem. But they're, you know, she is now thinking of maybe having somebody run opposed to them and not just handing over Beth or maybe even Jamie the keys. So they are scheming to maybe get somebody else up in there. Meanwhile, Dan Jenkins then pulled out a ringer who was setting up a way to attack uh, John. And she comes up with a brilliant plan. She said, with a man like John, and she fine as hell, by the way. I just figured I'd throw that out there. <laughs> and she was saying, like, with a man like John, you can't just attack him right out the gate. You're going to lose. But we can do a thousand little things, kill him with a thousand cuts, a bunch of irritating shit to where he's got to put out a bunch of tiny fires till one opens up and he slips, and then we got him. Meanwhile, Chief Thomas is there overhearing this, comes in and makes Dan Jenkins a hell of a deal. Now, we can see by her face, she's like, wait a minute, don't agree. Hold on, don't do that. Like, the person that Dan got for the information that made this beautiful plan, here comes Chief Thomas talking about, look, we'll do this land, I'll give you a percentage of the casino, and he can't touch this, we can take him down this way, we get this... And Dan is like, oh, yeah, how are you going to do the money? Oh, no, we're talking business. Come on, talk to me. We got this. Meanwhile, she's like, look, I need to vet him. You can't just be agreeing to some motherfucker that just popped up with a plan and you just shook his hand. like. And Dan, you could tell he's he's bound to, to fail because he looked and said, hey, look, nobody hates John Dutton more than, than, than Chief Thomas. So I can trust. That is going to work out very well. That's his biggest enemy. So he wants the same thing. And though he might be true, how does how do you know you didn't insulate yourself from getting fucked between these two men warring? You might be out of them. And she's trying to let him know, like, wait a second, let me do my due diligence. But he didn't. So Chief Thomas looked like he is making a step further toward John. I don't know about Dan Jenkins. It looked, from the outside looking in, it don't look like it's going to work out well. But then, let's talk about Monica. Oh. They was just talking about how she should go to another school. Monica shows up and tries to break up a fight between two giant-ass kids, which is never a good idea when you weigh 83 pounds, and these boys were, like, huge. And that's real. Because when my son was in eighth grade, all his friends talking to me, giants. I was like, what the fuck was y'all eating? What's in the chicken? So kids are huge. They get, they, they are big. And she took a nasty right hook, laid out, and her son was out there, you know, trying to trying to wake up, and it looked scary. Then we see Casey and um, John taking that ride together, and John trying to tell him, like, look. Look at what happens at these schools. You need to be here. You need to bring your family here. 
Casey ain't trying to hear that shit. He's focused on his wife. Pops out she's good, but not too good. Because when they outside, she comes out and she faints. It looked bad. So she's back in the hospital, and shit is getting scary. And that's why I was like, this show is crazy. If Monica dies, I was just like, where does Casey go then? This is just, I don't know. They got to cut a brain open. I'm like, this show is just drama-filled. It doesn't have no chill. It's just 98 miles an hour fully. Holy shit. And I just don't know. I don't know. But we see that Casey and his son is the same. They are exact replicas of each other. But, wow. This show is just too fucking good. So, yes. Sorry this took forever, but I'm coming. All right? I'm coming with the content. I'm playing catch up. Uh, but with that, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Your boy Rell is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...